Welcome everyone to the Ask a CEO Show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg Demetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews. Greg has been in the business for over 30 years. He is a resource to the media, an invited columnist and speaker on marketing and business topics. Over the years, Greg has talked to hundreds of CEOs and executives about what it took to make it to the corner office and what it is really like being the leader of their companies. And now, he brings those conversations to you. Here's Greg now. Welcome, everybody, to Ask a CEO Show. It's a show that's designed to give you the highlights of the journey of CEOs to their corner office and what it was like, what it's like now running those companies. Our show today is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we have Father Jim O'Shea. He's a member of the Passionists, a Catholic religious order. He's a priest with an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindset. And I'm going to talk to him about how he uses that to advance his ministry. Now, Father Jim, he's been a priest for since 1989. Well, okay. And he's been uh, based in and around the Bedford-Stuyvesant section of Brooklyn for 23 years, and now he's going out to Jamaica, Queens. He's very active in creating programs, organizations that benefit the underserved communities that he's worked in. He created something called the Churches United Corporation, and it was a coalition of 15 Catholic churches with, that was successful in having hundreds of affordable housing units built. Father Jim was instrumental in opening up the Cristo Ray High School, serving low-income families in Brooklyn. And he started something called Reconnect Brooklyn, which has given him the opportunity to utilize his business acumen. The organization was founded in 2010 to engage young people through employment and entrepreneurship and now runs businesses that employ the youth in actual retail settings. All the while doing his primary role of being a provincial of the Passionist Fathers, which is the equivalent of a division of a, a divisional president of a Fortune 500 company. Welcome to the show, Father Jim. Thank you so much. Thank you, Greg. It's nice to be here. So. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about your road to to how you got to where you are, maybe from seminary on out, just really quickly, and then we can pick up with where we are current day. Um, well, as you said, I'm, I'm a member of the Passionist Community uh, Religious Order. Um, grew up on Long Island, uh, Beth Page. Um, went to Fairfield University for college. Um, joined the Passionist shortly after that. Uh, and been in it ever since and been basically been working around the New York area. I was in Jamaica first early on. I was in Union City, New Jersey, and then uh, finally in Brooklyn and now back to Queens. Uh, so you've been around. Okay, cool. Been around. I'm getting old. So we thank all you, are. We all are. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> the alternative is not so great, but thank you, God. <laughs> so the mix of ministry and business is not very usual, right? How did your passionist priesthood and that mission lead you to create Reconnect Brooklyn, 
and the business units that it has. I, I, I mean, essentially, I think like like anything most many of us do is, is you 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 see something that needs to get done. Um, I was in Bedford Stuyvesant. I went there in nine, 1997, which, um, you know, in, in those days and still is in many ways. But in those days, it was a pretty rough neighborhood. It was um, lots of uh, violence, lots of things that were that were happening that were really, um, really having a really detrimental effect on young people, particularly, particularly young men. Um, and as I was in the neighborhood for about 10 years before we started Reconnect. And you watched kind of the same story. You get to know people, young people that are growing up. You watch them, they're doing fine. And then all of a sudden, almost um, just by on script, they, they, you know, things begin to change and, and they disengage. And, um, you know, through the education system, all the things that, that, nece- that were part of their journey. And in that neighborhood, there really was no economy. There was no jobs. There was no places to learn how to work. I mean, that's that, not an understatement. And so for a, a lot of young people, they, they, they get to be 20 years old or 19 or 17, and they're really underprepared for anything. And they haven't really been given a lot of um, mentoring into, into how to get into the economy beyond the neighborhood, beyond the block even. So re- the idea of reconnect was, you know, as, a, as a, a priest, you know, I'm in the neighborhood, I know everybody. And sometimes when you you counsel someone, you know, not to do something that's negative. You know, there's a lot of drug trade, which caused a lot of the problems and the, the violence and the murders and the incarcerations. You know, you can tell people not to do something, but, you know, the, the frequent answer is, what do you want us to do? You know, it's easy to say something. It's easy to preach. But what, what should we do? And, and, and the obstacles were real. It wasn't they were making them up. And so it's easy to slide into what is called an illegal life or illegal activities because sometimes there's no there's no legal options and 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 that's not an understatement i mean i know there's i guess we'd always say there's options somewhere but in the real world we all need to be mentored into options not it's it's so reconnect was really saying okay if 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 we if if we want to if we if we don't want to leave the block and we don't want to leave the neighborhood or we don't know how then let's change the block let's change the neighborhood yeah i thought that was a very interesting comment you made about the street life how do how do we get people off the street life? So change the street. Change the street. Put something else on the street, right? So you, you started to do that, but in doing so, you've created business units, right? So now mm-hmm. all businesses depend upon good leadership. What is your leadership style, especially as it pertains to the way of keeping these employees from such uh, uh, diverse areas, depressed areas, how do you keep them focused and performing as a leader? I, I think like anything else, I mean, a lot of, I think leadership is you have to be, you have to really, first of all, be very clear on the mission. You have to be uh, clear on the vision of what, of what is, this is about. And then I think you have to be in the game with everybody. You can't, I think you have to really be, you have to be there. And you have to be committed to it. And people have to see that. You know, if, if you're asking people to go a mile, you have to go two miles, you know, that kind of. And I, I think that's to me is, or at least in my way of, of creating things or organizations, you have to be in it with people. And people have to sense that because particularly when you're working with young people that have been through a lot of um, bad experiences with, with institutions, for example, it's hard. You have to build trust and you have to, you have to. You have to help people to believe that it's possible to trust people and that you can actually move with people into a different kind of future. Mm-hmm. So you got to be in it. I think leadership is about, in my estimation, 
you have to prove that to people. You know, it's not telling people to do something. You do it with them. Uh, so being a, being a leader of a business, you have a different facet that you also need to deal with in terms of what, who your employees are. It's not as clear cut as somebody who comes in with a nice resume and you hire them and you put them in a position. Your leadership style has to take that into account as well, which I think would make it much more difficult to do and wind up with the best results you can. So when you decided that you could create these retail units, I'm glad that cup wasn't full of coffee. <laughs> I just finished it. Thank you, God. Right? So when you decided to create the retail units that you have, which one was first? And what did the business model look like? This is a long question. And was it done strictly as a nonprofit or was it designed to eventually become self-sustainable? I think it's a good question. I think, and again, I think the thing is uh, the the evolve. You know, it evolved. So, the uh, the first idea was to engage people. Let's use the image of the guys in the corner, which is actually what what the first business did. And we just took over a, um, a community garden and and we got some money together to pay guys to do that. And then we started vegetable stands. We had four or five vegetable stands on the streets because you don't need a, a permit to sell vegetables on the street in New York City. So, uh, if you if someone will give you some place to sell them. So that was the model. So we just, it was a simple thing. You go to the market, you get the stuff, you bring it in, you mark it up a little bit and you have guys selling them. So you have four or five stands selling these, um, the, selling produce. We made no money. You know, it was a very, but you know, we didn't lose money, but we didn't, we didn't certainly didn't make any money. And then we opened up eventually the cafe. And that was the first business that we really reconnect cafe, which, which was a great business. Um, and the goal of that business was to at least at least sustain the costs of the just the, the basically overhead costs. Mm -hmm. So if you could pay for the salaries and the rent, we would be happy. So, again, your, so your employees are paid. Oh, yeah. Everyone's paid. Yeah, that was the model from the beginning. Um, that's the best way to get someone's attention is, you, you, you know, you employ them. You know, again, it's so it's all about employment, making honest money. Um, everyone's paid. Mm -hmm. um, so the cafe was the first real, I would say the first real business, uh, and it did well. And we lost it because of the building uh, after about five years, the, the conditions of the building. But um, so that's still the model is, is how do you make, um, because again, you're trying to employ, you're not taking, you, you're trying to employ young people that are not the top of the list. So you're, you're trying to, you're really looking for when you're employing someone, you're looking for the, for the guys that are the, the least likely to be employed, but have that, you know, you still, they still have to have that, that, you know, that, that, that interest, that drive, that something, right. But you, you're not looking for the guy that's going to get, has five options. We're looking for the guy that have, has no option or hasn't, has never worked, for example. So you can't, uh, to have a business model that you're looking to maximize profits or something, I think is not, our profits are obviously development of human beings. So you're using these businesses and the, and the salaries they're getting and the community you're forming to, to form them. I mean, there's so many things that you're doing now that are just so analogous to what a business really is. So you got a brand new employee. In your case, you got a guy who just took off the street. What are you doing to bring them along? How, do, how does that transition work from a street guy to somebody who's got a job and he's looking to do better? How does that work? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, again, I think you're introducing, you know, lots of guys don't have not worked that we employ. Some guys have had real particular struggles at coming home from maybe being away and and things like that. So you're really introducing them again into a culture. And what's that culture? And a lot of that culture we take for for granted, you know, being on time, uh, all those types of things, how you eat your lunch, where you eat your lunch, um, being uh, prepared for work. Where, but we do it in a way that, again, you're, you're not ex- – a lot of guys lose jobs because they go into a job and they don't understand the culture. They don't know the world of work. They've never been introduced to it. We take it for granted, but they don't. So they, they lose their job in three days or they have a fight with the boss. or you know. So our, our model is really we, – we expect you to make mistakes, and we're going to teach you – all we're saying is are you willing to be coached? And we say that up front. If you're willing to be coached, we, we can work with this, mm-hmm. right? If you're not willing to be coached, if you think you know everything, and you yeah. then then don't come here. But we'll 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 go from point A to point Z as as much as you can take in. And again, it's not it's not miracles. We're not nothing is as we all know. Human beings don't change in a week or two weeks. But you're creating a community where people see something else about themselves. And about their potential, their capacity, and hopefully they feel like there's some good people in the world. Because a lot of guys aren't exposed to those types of people. That that's the same thing. I run a company with a good culture. You want the, your people to succeed. You want them to perform at a higher level. You want them to learn more. So you, as the leader, need to know. They need to know from you that that's where we're trying to go with you. We're not going to lock you in a little cubby hole and and say this is your job and just do this treadmill type of job. We want you to learn, want you to grow. You grow, we grow, the company grows, everybody grows, right? So it sounds like that's the way you're trying to do this. So now in your first one was the the Reconnect Cafe. What came next? And was it the same business model that you used? We opened a small bakery uh, up the road. That that we, we, we let run for a couple of years. It was actually a good bakery and it had a good product, but it was a terrible location because we couldn't afford anything better. So we did close that. Um, you know, fail quickly, kind of a model. And then we we really invested in our in the apparel business, the graphics business, which oh. is Reconnect Graphics, which is the larger entity now. Um, and and again, that was because it was the most it was it was doing the best. And then we were able to hire someone who really was a, we all of our businesses. We started with no professionals. So the cafe, I and Ethan Hernandez, who started it with me, um, we learned from the beginning how to start a cafe. It was no, we didn't have any professional people. Um, and the graphics business, finally, we were able to hire someone who's, who is, who is an expert. Uh-huh. Um, and that, and that's the quality of that business is, is that, that professional grade now, um, because of that. So that's that. And now as we move to Queens, we're going to expand into different types of businesses. And I say the apparel business also has an e-commerce side. We do have some e-commerce. Yep. Yeah. Very bit, good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good. You're, you're, you're quite a businessman. I'm telling you, 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 you not, keep not really. What's next on what's next on the schedule? Well, we're moving to Queens, to Jamaica, and um, part of it again was the lack of uh, space and affordability in Brooklyn, which is getting to be. So, this opportunity here in this former retreat center, uh, it will be a retreat center, uh, which is in my community, the Passions community. Right. So, we're gonna. It's closed right now. We're re, we're refounding it, and within the retreat center, there'll be a fifty room retreat center. Um, but reconnect will become in, embedded in the um, so it'll it, it'll become the internal kind of economy 
of the house. So not only will it run the graphics business, but we'll have other, so we'll get the, in other words, so Reconnect will get the food contract for the right. retreat house. Um, we're going to have an external farm. We're going to have a hydroponics farm internally that will be growing food and providing food. Um, and then we'll be hopefully monetizing some of that food. Uh, and then we don't have, we'll have the security contract. We'll have the, so we'll be, we'll be forming, uh, training young people, uh, in all of these places in the retreat house. So if someone goes on retreat and they're, you know, they're at all, everything in the house is really is doing something good. Right, whether your room's being cleaned or whether your the, the meal that you're being served, it's it's having an impact in someone's life. So it's not just connecting with God; you're connecting with the improvement of, of God's world and God's. So do you, do you envision some of your employees being on premises, living at the retreat house? Not living here. That's not where. Uh, that's another whole. That's a difficult. You know, you need a lot of resources to support people to live somewhere. Um, Maybe in the future, we are going to do some residential stuff in the in the facility, not with our guys, but um, some older people probably. I'm sure you're going to be making retreats available to them, however. Oh, yeah. And we do, you know, we, we even though it's, you know, Reconnect is obviously not as a, you know, non-sectarian nonprofit. You know, it, it obviously this 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 the spirit of of it is important. You know, it's it was it was started not to make T-shirts. It was started so that we would see something more about ourselves and how that, bring, that brings me to my next question, and it just fits right in there. So you're not only a CEO, but you're a Catholic priest. How do you balance that? I, I don't. I, I think it's just. I, I think it's all whether you whatever you are. We're all trying to be. Um, we're all trying to be good human beings and figure out what the purpose of life is and how we make this world better than we find it. I think whatever the titles we have, priest, CEO, none of them really make a difference in the end. If we're not, if we're not connecting to that, that purpose of who we are. And I think that's, so to me being a CEO means you're willing to take on leadership, responsibility, work hard to, to, you know, to, to start reconnect, for example, because you think it's transforming the world, Right where I take on the, the role of CEO and the passionist because I was elected by my brothers and, and I, you know, I, I'll do what I can do in that capacity to lead. But I think it's all, it's all the same, no matter what, uh, no matter what we do, whether it's cleaning bathrooms or whether it's the CEO, it's all the same. It's all trying to figure out how to make this world more. So you're, you're the provincial, which is the equivalent of a, a, president of a division of a major corporation, as well as your entrepreneurial side on the reconnect uh, endeavors. It's wonderful. I have a vow of poverty though, Greg. So I, I'm sorry. I have a vow of poverty, unfortunately. So <laughs> none of this equates so, to money. So, so we're not going to see a Lamborghini. Possibility. Right? No, 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 unfortunately not now. Okay. So listen, Father Jim, hold on. We got to take a little commercial break if you don't mind. And we'll be right back on the other side. So everybody, please hold on. Ask a CEO. We'll be right back. The Ask a CEO show is brought to you by Lorraine Gregory Communications. Lorraine Gregory is an award-winning agency for digital and traditional advertising. Helping clients' campaigns succeed, they have been telling personal and brand stories for more than 30 years. The agency with a difference, providing strategy, planning, design, and production, including printing, direct mail, and video production. They are your one-stop marketing partner. Check them out today at LorraineGregory.com. Okay, we're back with Father Jim O'Shea, the priest CEO. As things go, 
concerning what type of marketing have you been using to generate business? Is it purely word of mouth? Is it just being visible in a retail setting? How are you marketing your, your enterprises? I, well, now, I mean, Reconnect Graphics is, our, is really our, our signature um, enterprise. We, we do sell the story. I mean, I think that's important. I think a lot, a lot of people that work with us who make T-shirts, any of your listeners who want to make T-shirts, um, a, a lot of those that engage with us, we do a lot of work with nonprofits. Um, we, do, we have a couple of banks. And we go, but the, people like that, the idea that I, I, can, I can make T-shirts with some anonymous source online, or I can make T-shirts with you. And we know what, what this is. You know, we see the guys who are making it. We know that, you know, we know that our T-shirts being made are impacting human beings. So I think that's, you know, I mean, if you, marketing, I guess, is the, is the word. But people do like to put, if they have a choice, and, it's, and yes. it's, 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 it's reasonable in terms of money, and even if it's not always equivalent, people like to do something good with, um, with their money. In the, mar- in the marketing world, it's called cause marketing. You, you, you tie your marketing to the cause that you're supporting. In your case, it's getting the kids off the corners and into productive employment and entrepreneurship. So can you, t- I mean, you've, you've run quite a few guys through this process. Can you tell us some of the success stories that you've seen, how they've progressed? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I'd say there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. I mean, again, we've had about 270 something guys that we've employed over the 10 years. Um, and, the, the, and then there's a. Um, again, we're not we look we, we, we work with a particular part of the community, so we're not. Um, I would say the success stories, uh, there are many of them. I mean, different types of, you know, guys who get in the union, uh, just I mean, economically get in the union get a full-time job, guys that have gone back to college, guys that have um, gotten an OSHA license, which we kind of push those types of security licenses, OSHA licenses, which allow them to work, make more money. Um, so those type of success stories. Then you have, you know, lots of, of guys who are, it's because of these experiences, they don't do something else. And those are things you can't always quantify. Um, again, how they rethink life, what's important. Mm-hmm. And those really have huge impacts in their life, their family's life, and their community's life. So um, I, I think there's lots and lots of those types of success stories. Um, and again, you're hoping that the, the, the experience, uh, and, and we try to keep it ongoing, you know, we're not, we're not, it's not a, people come back and they talk and they, but life isn't linear. And we all, you know, nobody goes from here and then just goes up. Everyone has their, you know, ups and downs, and that's that's in the best of life. So, I, I think overall, it, it's uh, you know, mo- we, we the statistic we use is, I think it's over when we look at the numbers of people, it's over eighty five percent are continue to work that we know of, oh. right? So that's 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 high, and, and that's a lot very, of them haven't very very before. impressive for sure. Eighty five percent is a big number, and the fact yeah, that, so that it's, it's, on to, even number. even those ever who have not gone on to more substantial situations. They've you've changed their mindset, which is also a plus. It's also a success. You got them off the corner, which is which is part right. of. And the I, I think that's, and that's doing, right. And whatever they do, and and again, sometimes it takes a little bit more time for people um, to get there. And that, but that's even people that have all the resources in the world. It takes young people, you well, know, sometimes a long time to find their life. It's not just guys 
in, in Bed-Stuy. So I like to say I'm slow on the uptake, and once in a while it takes me a long time to wrap my head around an idea, so I can understand that completely. So listen, so what you do is a calling, and it's very dear to your heart. When your feet hit the floor in the morning, what gets you up and going? Um, I, I mean, I like, I, I do like challenges. I, I have to say that I like, I like, um, I'm not probably the guy that wanted to like ever manage something over the same thing over and over again. I'm not, I like starting things. I like the energy of starting things. I like developing things, looking at something and creating it Ask you know, I, that's, that's, I, I get a lot of energy out of that. Not, I don't want to be handed something and being told to run it. Mm-hmm. That, that I, I die with that. So that I, I get it, you know, now with the passionist, it's the same thing. Looking at, it's no different with the passionist that it is with reconnect. You look at a, a landscape of life and you say, what, what's missing? What, what, how do we respond to this moment? How do you, I think that's what entrepreneurship is, right? Yes. You take a risk. Absolutely. You know, it's about risking and going into something and saying, look, Instead of being a, a, an outsider or a passive bystander or just complaining about something, you say, let's take a risk and try something. And that's whether it's as passionate as all about or as, as all, about, all about on both sides of the equation. You identify an issue or a problem or something that can be improved and you take the steps to do that. So it's, it's, it's the same on both sides of the street. So, listen, we, we had a really wonderful conversation. But in closing, I've always asked my guests two questions. What is the best advice you've ever received personally? And because our audience are CEOs and people on their way to the CEO corner office, what advice would you give them? Um, well, I guess, I guess I would say I could, I, could, I could give advice that my father would always say, and um, who was a former cop. Um, but he would always say and he he was in, he liked the entrepreneurship stuff, even though he was never probably was able to engage it that much. But um, he would always say, if you don't get up to bat, you can't hit a home run. And I mean, I think that there's something in my mind that's always pushed me to say that. Like, you, if you're not going to try something, if you're not going to take a risk, or, you know, a reasoned risk, then then don't complain. Just try it. And if you fail, you fail. You strike out, you strike out. But you, you can't hit a home run if you don't get up to bat. So I think the, a variation of that advice is probably what rolls around in my head every time I, I see a, a challenge in front of me. Um, That's pretty good advice. And I don't know, in terms of giving anyone advice to go to the, I don't know, the C-suite. I, I, um, I, I, again, I think, the, I think the whole thing about leadership is, are you, are you with people? I mean, are you... I think the danger of leadership, and I see it in the church, and I see it in the world, leadership sometimes isolates people. So you you begin to be more and more, the more you have in terms of, of, of status, the more distance you have from people. And I think that's, um, I, I think that's the recipe for, for disconnection. And I think it's the recipe for mission drift. I think it's the, it's the recipe for not being, not being as strong as you can be. If you if you're the leader who believes the vision and believes the mission, get in the mix with people. And and if you have real authority in that vision, you don't need all the things around you. People recognize it. They they it's not it's not about it's not about the whatever you call it, the perks or anything. People recognize legitimacy, like integrity, transparency. You believe it, you work hard at it, it affects people. So Father Jim, that's that's like my company, Lorraine Gregory. If, if it's not with the people, what do we really have? It's all about the people. And, you know, I know 
that I can't stay in my, I hate staying in my office, like being stuck in a silo, you know, just sitting there and doing CEO stuff. I need to be out with the people. I start my morning off every day and we have a big facility and I start out and I go around and I say hello to every single body to make sure they know that I appreciate them, that I respect them and I really care about them. So we do that all the time. So to hear that from you, it's, it's exactly correct. Any CEO work their salt should understand that. So again, I really, really appreciate you being with us today. Um, and what can I say? I want you to tell the people how they can get a hold of you, how they can get the apparel and so forth. You've got the floor. Go ahead. Well, um, website is reconnectbrooklyn.org. Um, easiest way to, to support Reconnect is make your T-shirts with us. We, we're ha happy to do that. And um, But anyway, the, the uh, website has all the information for the Passionists. It's thepassionists.org as well, um, those two organizations. So thank you, Father Jim. I much appreciate it. Thank, thank you. So everybody, don't miss another episode of uh, upcoming CEO, Ask a CEO interviews. We've invited guests from all over the world, from all every type of industry, from every size of company. And I guarantee you that every single one of these interviews, there'll be a pearl for you to employ in your own, in your own CEO endeavors and your own journey to the corner suite. So we're on YouTube, uh, gregscorneroffice.com. And we're on all your favorite uh, streaming services as a podcast. So you have both two opportunities. You can watch the videos or you can listen to the podcast. But in any event, don't forget to subscribe and share far and wide. Much appreciated. See you next time. That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button and don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.